0: Welcome to Inside the Vault, Enterprise Bank's podcast series where we talk about items of interest to the small business community. In today's episode, which will be the first of a two-part series on vellum fermentation, vellum is a relatively new entrant into the craft beer scene here in Pittsburgh. And in part one, we're going to talk to the principles of vellum fermentation about how they got into the brewing business, and how they ended up opening a brewery here in the south side of Pittsburgh. With me today are Nate McLaughlin and Jenna McLaughlin Uh, from Vellum. Welcome. Welcome, guys. How are you? you.
1: Thanks for having us. This is
0: cool. So before we start talking about, you know, uh, Vellum and the project that you guys uh, or the business that you guys have recently started, give us a little background on kind of, who you are, where you came from, and, and then we can kinda of evolve that into, you know, why why you guys are in the craft beer scene in Pittsburgh.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh so I actually grew up in Franklin, Pennsylvania, uh, which is about an hour and a half north of Pittsburgh. Um, up in Benango County. Um, so I I, I grew up there and then I, I went to college in uh, Scranton, so uh over by um well Everyone kind of knows Scranton, right? It's the home of the office, and right, yeah. So that's actually where my, um, that's where all my like extended family are from, like my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, my parents actually grew up in Scranton. So Um, yeah, so that that's kind of that's where I'm from. Uh, And then you know, after after college, I was kind of dinking around trying to see if I wanted to stay in academia. Uh, what, what industry do, do I want to be in? Do I want to use my, um, degree, which is, uh, something I decided not to do. <laughs> What's your degree in? In neuro, neuroscience. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So I, I was, um, I was doing, um, I was doing learning and memory research at one of the med schools in, uh, Scranton. Okay. Well, the med school in Scranton, actually. I don't know if it still exists. I, I know they were having, they had just started it. So, uh, yeah, I was doing, I was doing learning and memory research there and, um, just seeing if I wanted to actually continue and do a master's and then maybe a PhD in neuroscience, and I decided against it. Uh, I decided that uh, academia was like it was too much reading and too much writing for me. Uh, I'm more of like the um, physical you hands-on know, guy. Hands-on guy. Got it. Which is is good for the brewing industry because it's like, well, actually for a while it's good in the brewing industry until you until you um start a brewery and then it's it's brewing and paperwork <laughs> 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 so i'm kind of like yeah but well you know but it's like it's different but yeah so i did that and then for about a year and a half and then i decided um <clears throat> me and my me and my buddies you know i was i was i was home brewing which is a lot of the stories of like how you start how you start deciding to be a brewer, uh, oh, you're a home brewer. And that's almost always like how it started. Um, so I was home brewing and making absolutely terrible beer because <laughs> that's what homebrew, that's what well, not all homebrewers, but right. people that started, like, I I was like five batches in, like, you can't make good beer, five batches in. Um, so, um, you know, it, th- these, these guys that are doing homebrewing like for the competitions and stuff, they, they make tremendous beer and they have all this flexibility to do all these interesting, like awesome ingredients, which a lot of the bigger brewers can't do. I'm digressing though. Yeah. Anyway, back into it. Scranton, uh, I decided to um, be, uh, be a brewer. And so I applied to beer school out in UC Davis. Um, I already had a bachelor's, so I didn't want to do like the four-year program they have. Um, I just went into their master brewers program. So, which is a, uh, kind of like a condensed six month. This is how you can use all the science you learned in your bachelor's towards brewing. Got it. Uh, it's eight hours a day for six months, and and in the middle in the middle of that, there's uh, like a hands on internship with a, at an actual brewery. Um, I did that at Deschutes. Uh, I'm Lucky name in the craft yeah, industry. Yeah, l- lucky enough to getting at the shoots and the, the team there is killer. They've always been, and they, they still are just like amazing humans. Um, and then after my my class was done, they offered me a summer internship, which turned into a job. That was my first job in the industry. So started there, Bend, Oregon, beautiful. I would have stayed there if I was in, in a different spot in my life. It's uh, absolutely gorgeous, um, but it's tough. It's tough to be there uh, if you don't make a lot of money, which brewers, especially in the in early in the industry, you don't make a lot of money. And if you're single in Bend, it sucks. <laughs> so, I mean, just, you know, being, on, the, being honest. Yeah, like, one of it's the just mecca like, areas of the U.S. Though, oh, in my terms God. Of yeah. Brewing, for brew, yeah. Bend. For brewing and for outdoor stuff. And it's like uh, it, absolutely gorgeous. And I would love to like... Uh, visit again and or even end up there if I would feel lucky ending up there if I was right. to retire there. So yeah, that was my first, um, my first spot stayed there for a couple of years until I, and you know, through my, through, I've been in the industry since, well, like basically since then. So 2011, 2012, um, I've just kind of used my experience in my uh, career to act as my education. Got it. Cause I joined the industry knowing I wanted to start a brewery. I didn't know where I didn't know when, but I figured I would figure that out on the way.
0: Well, we're gonna find um, out
1: the where and when here in a few minutes. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, what other breweries did <clears throat> did you spend time at?
1: Yeah. So after Deschutes, uh, then I decided I wanted to get a little closer to family. Uh, I I moved back over to Philly. I worked at Victory for about what two and a half years. Again, uh, I stayed about two and a half years at every brewery. Love brawler. Um, hmm. Love the brawler. Oh, that. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean. I learned a lot about um, making loggers and a lot of stuff, like a a lot of interesting things at, um, at victory um, helped them with their, their um, barrel program a little bit. Um, I I got to see their Parksburg facility get built. I was, um, I was just like subordinate to uh, Matt couch there, which he's a, he's a stellar human and also like a, a brewing genius. So he was the, He was kind of like taking lead on the Parksburg facility and me and another brewer were, you know, just kind of there learning, helping, helping brew some of the first batches in this on the system, which was really cool to see. Huge. 250 barrel brew house. Wow. Two kettles. um, It can do decoctions. It can do all this stuff. It's like. Really fancy. So um, and huge. So really, really cool to see that. Obviously. You know, after that, I, I decided, you know, like, maybe I, I should start working for smaller breweries because, like, I'm not going to start a parks facility right, right off the bat. Um, so then after after that, I went uh, back over, and this is where I actually, this is where I met Jenna. Um, I moved back over to uh, Bellingham, Washington, which is another mecca of beer. Okay. Um, And it, beautiful space. It's close to the mountains, close to the sea, close to the ocean or the Puget Sound. Right. Um, and I worked for Coulson Brewing Company there, um, and um, you know worked worked under their head brewer and helped uh, them uh, do their expansion to like a thirty barrel production facility.
0: So um, you've kind of seen uh, things through the whole range of of production. Yeah, size, yeah. I mean uh, that was yeah. the idea, right? Yeah. So
1: <clears throat> I started. Bit, I kind of went backwards, right? I started big and went small rather than the other way around, which is how a lot of people do it. But right. I. You know, I, I that's just kind of, like, I probably would have done that way, small to big, if I hadn't got the, the Deschutes thing. And then Deschutes got my foot in the door for big production brewery, craft breweries, because that's, there was a, a need for that at the time. So kind Thanks. of filled that need while doing as many projects as I could, usually, like, on my own time, because, you know, that's how you get a lot of experience, by doing a lot of stuff for free. But, you, you know, it's, it's education, yeah, right? So. Neat.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned Jenna. So yeah. You Jenna in Washington State.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. I was gonna say you should t- talk about really quick um, your the practice brewery down in North Carolina, which was like your first like actual build from ground floor oh, up that yeah. like, really helped.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah so so that was that. yeah. So that was so we'll skip forward after okay. after Bellingham. Then um, I was finally like, it's time to try a brewery. And I had this – I was going to gather all the people that had been like, start a brewery someday. Yeah. You know, all the people that have eventually become your friends and family investors, like the core of your investor group. Um, and But I, I got this opportunity. Uh, a few gentlemen down in um, North Carolina um, had already started a brewery together uh, called Lazy Hiker. Phenomenal brewery just south of um, Asheville, North Carolina, down in Franklin in the mountains. Beautiful place.
0: Which Asheville's become a – Oh Thank my god! Oh yeah, town too. it's yeah. killer.
1: Um, so they, I went on Pro Brewer, which is basically like the Craigslist of um, of the brewing industry, and I saw their post. They were like, "We want to start a brewery in this little this little college town, Greenville, North Carolina. ECU's there. Uh, it's right outside of Raleigh, um, and we're looking for someone to take it over and do the project manager." And uh, so they were the investors. I I, I didn't get ownership, but yeah. I, I was it was like my practice brewery, like right. Jenna said. Yeah. Um, so it was like from dirt floor, empty building, like no electrical to fully functional brewery with, you know, with a customer base with all that. And that was my first like kind of foray into doing from from zero to zero to one and then one to 100. Right. Mm-hmm. So zero to one. is Something I say a lot. Zero to one is infinitely harder than. One to a hundred, creating something. I'm gonna from, use that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna use that.
0: That's like, like taking taking something that right. yeah, taking something
1: <laughs> that's built and making it better. Yeah, is so much easier than taking nothing <laughs> and making something. Right. Um. So anyway, uh, that's what I had not done. I had taken things and that were already from a thing. Yeah, and and made them better and made them more efficient and anything I could. Obviously, like. Every place I worked had phenomenal teams and phenomenal brewers. Um, but then this was the first time I went from nothing like dirt to, hey, it's a thing, you know. Uh, it's it's called Pitt Street Brewing Company. Pitt Street yeah, brewing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Greenville,
0: South Carolina.
1: Greenville, North Carolina. North Carolina. I'm yeah, there, is a, yes, right. there Carolina, is a Greenville, South Carolina, too. South Carolina. And their brewing scene is amazing, too. I heard that. <laughs> uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So... Uh, I got to do, I got to do lots of stuff with that. Obviously a ton of things uh, that I was like everything from like uh, a lot of mistakes, which is really important actually is making mistakes um, and finding people that make mistakes because finding people that only want to talk about how awesome they are and all the things they did right is not educational for you. And they're either lying or they just haven't made mistakes yet, which usually they'll make big mistakes later <laughs>
2: um
1: so finding people that are open and and you know willing to talk about their mistakes is like killer
2: yeah you really um, you learn from your mistakes more than you learn from successes in
1: yeah yeah actually i saw this meme on i like, like a lot i saw this <laughs> meme uh it's like uh two people and there's unsu- there's a successful and unsuccessful right and the person that's unsuccessful is like has mistakes that are like Signified as blocks that say mistakes uh, or, or failures, right? And it's just like blocks on their back weighing them down while the successful person is failures and they're building stairs as, and walking up those stairs. That's, that's a, a perfect
0: meme
2: for, yeah. Like
1: perfect. is like, I saw this yesterday. I was just like, yeah. wow. Save that <laughs> one, right? I'm just like, wow. People are like, memes are great. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, anyway, that's, that's Pitt Street. So like I got, I, I was fortunate enough to be met- mentored by these two gentlemen from the South that, uh, are just um, amazing human beings. Um, and, um, and they were, they allowed me to make mistakes while not f- failing the company, but make these mistakes and learn through them, which is just like, Something that you, a lot of people that will get like that put money up for projects are like really not. They're like right. they want to be in there and they micromanage everything and they do not allow, allow you to make any decisions because it's their money. Right. And sure. I understand, I totally understand that. But he was, he, both of them were, they allowed me to do that, um, which was a, an amazing, uh, like a absolutely like priceless. Yeah. It, it really yeah. is a priceless, irreplaceable um, educational process um so you know like and that that's like a very formative time for the what came to the, the project that we're doing now right. so um but backing up to bellingham yeah. right yeah
2: me bring hey, jenna, bring jenna <laughs> into it
1: yeah so, so jenna tell us a little bit about
0: your background yeah and, and uh you know then we'll talk about
2: Absolutely. where you guys are. Where yeah. we are now. yeah so i'm actually from washington state i grew up in port angeles little town out on the olympic peninsula um and i you know went to college in washington and settled in uh, bellingham washington um doing i went to grad school at western which is where i met um, my husband which is nate's brother so they're twins i'm glad
0: you clarified that yeah. because the first time i met we're you both guys McLaughlin. at the beginning of the project <laughs> and it had the same last name yeah. And yeah, business partners, yeah. i'm thinking oh yeah, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Most people think we're married, um, but yeah. So I'm married to Nate's uh, twin brother Ryan, and um, we were living in Bellingham, Washington, which is how Nate ended up out there working for Coulson. Um, and I, my my background is in molecular biology and um, plant genetics, and I found myself working at like a, a food testing, like quality lab. Uh, I started in the chemistry department. Um, and then at some point, um, we kind of hatched this idea to start a DNA lab and that was what my background was in. So, um, I got to also build something. It was a department within a company that was already, um, successful, but I built, built it with, um, a co-founder, uh, from the ground up. So I learned all about like starting something from inception, um, bringing clientele in what that entails, um, hiring employees and, you know, running the managing humans, managing humans, (laughs)
1: which is kind of the (laughs) hardest parts of starting a business. (laughs) Yeah, there's um, a lot of brain power
0: between the two of you—a neuroscientist <laughs> and a you molecular be my, yeah, biologist. You be yeah. my brother.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, he's finishing he, his
1: PhD right now in uh, bioinformatics. <laughs> yeah, he rounds out the trifecta
2: <laughs> that is us right now. Um, yeah, so I so Nate had started the project, and we can get into like how it started. Um, I wasn't involved originally. Um, and I was just, I was working at the lab and I was running this department and I actually got the opportunity to work, um, just underneath the owner. So getting to see and manage all the interdepartmental, um, you know, stuff as well. Um, and Nate, COVID had just hit, um, and we were talking about like what his needs were for the business and one of the things that I realized that I really like to do was the people managing part and, like, the operations, um, just, like, the organization that it takes. And um, and he doesn't want – he didn't want to do that part. <laughs> He's like, I want to brew beer. I want to do the, you know, business. Yeah, piece, yeah, yeah, the production stuff, um, but not necessarily – you're he's good with people he yeah, just doesn't I mean, want to manage people it's not people. That I, like
1: oh i hate people it's <laughs> like you don't you don't do this type of thing you Hate people, right um but it's just like one of those things that like i have an expertise and and i know what i'm good at and and managing teams like large teams and those dynamics is not something that i have passion about and i feel like doing a startup you need a lot of passion
0: And so trying to
1: find someone that has passion for those things. Like, that's why like our accounting, like I have no passion for it. Can I do it? Yeah, of course. But like I, I, you know, I found, I contract that out to someone that I know that loves it. And I know they're going to do a killer job. So that's sort of, that's the same thing with like the front of house and, and hiring and all this stuff. And I, you know, I just have to say we're, we're jumping the gun on it, but like, the hiring that Jenna has done is amazing. Our, our people that she has hired are the, the mo- like some of the most stellar people that I've met in the, in the, in the industry, honestly, which is says says something a big says a lot world. It says a lot about <laughs> yeah. um, about her and her, her intuition and uh, her methodology to hiring the right types of humans for what we want to do because like in the end, our front of house staff, they like they're the last part of quality for not only like our products but also our our, our company our vibe like um how do we want to represent ourselves so yeah just to say that
2: thanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: i mean you know no
0: yeah. it, i mean obviously hiring and staffing is the biggest challenges that most of our bank customers are dealing with right mm-hmm. now and you're able to pull off you know and hiring into a startup scenario and get good people let Takes a special kind of person to do that. So
2: thank you. Yeah, thank you. yeah, we have great people. We're really happy, right? Like yeah, yeah we have a good situation. The only the issue
1: 100%. is that some of them, they're like, they're leaving soon because they are they have the next portion of their life to go on. Like, they just wanted a summer job, right? But we weren't gonna like not hire them because they're still hu- awesome humans, and like any little time we get with them is like, honestly, it's yeah. Like I mean, that's one of
2: our goals too, is just like to be hi- to hire people who want to move on to bigger and better things, you know, like,
1: yeah, serving beer is a stepping stone, yeah, right? Stepping and stone. we, we uh, like a lot of people, like we don't want to trap people in a job. Uh, we want to help them do what they love. And if they want to just make money and have a good time and, and work for a great company, sweet. The time we have with them is like awesome. And then as soon as they're like, okay, we got to go. It's like, how can we help you? You know, like yeah. do you need, do you need letters of recommendation, like for, for Pitt Street, I wrote so many letters of recommendation for people that were leaving Pitt Street because um, they wanted to do other things. And uh, most of them became head brewers now. Awesome. Um, just following yeah. their dream of, I want to do what you do, which is make beer. And it's like, do you? Sweet. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. Let's do it. You know? So let's talk about the the
0: why and the when. Yeah. That How did <laughs> vellum come together in, in the south side of Pittsburgh?
1: Yeah. So... um Well, the why, I mean, I've always wanted to start a brewery. You know, I said that earlier, but, um, uh, why Pittsburgh, why why Southside Pittsburgh and why when, which when could have been chosen better. We'll get to that. (laughs) We'll get to that. Um, (laughs) So, uh, Pittsburgh is, is, uh, you know, I, I can't, I've been, I was coming up and visiting Pittsburgh because I was coming up to visit my, my family. Right. And the closest kind of big city to them is Pittsburgh. Mm Um, i love franklin i think it's i think it's a cute little town but there's not a huge market there and i know i knew from my experience that you need a good market to keep your brewery like cash positive
2: growing like you, yeah
1: you, like you need like you need a minimum amount and pittsburgh was the closest to all of my uh, friends and family that were going to be investors and um and my actual parents Cause I want them to come to the brewery that we make like that's the whole point. Uh, So moving back home, right? Right. That's why I picked Pittsburgh Um, South side. So I had just, I was, I was starting my look in uh, my search in late 2018. Uh, I came up and I looked at a few buildings and I looked at the market. I drank some beers at some of the breweries. I saw, I saw a brewery market that was on the growth. Um, but not saturated yet, so great to come in, and come in while it's, while it's on the up and up, right? Um, I saw a city that people were moving back to, especially in the next five to ten years. Uh, and brewery is not a short term investment, you know. Like we have a twenty year lease that we'll probably be in that building. The company will be in that building for the lifetime of the company, which um you know the owners of the building are super happy about. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, they're wonderful humans too. Uh, And we'll get to uh, that. But, like, they helped out through COVID. They didn't have to, and they did. And that's one of the reasons our company survived through COVID uh, is because of them. Um, So, anyway, back. Why did I choose Southside? So, I met. um, I was just looking at all these buildings, and I was like, man, I just can't find good quality buildings. It's just, like, all this stuff. How do I filter through this? Because I'm still working down in North Carolina, so I'm just coming up once in a while. And I need to make it, like really worth my while um and so i was introduced to the owners of ascend climbing through a family friend um and i knew that they had spent a lot of time looking at buildings that i would would look at which is nice open space big tall ceilings and strong floors that's what you need minimum for for a brewery and the first building they showed me was the one the floor right below them right Mm -hmm. because they have their building down Down in uh, Southside, Uh, it's um, one of the old Duquesne Brewing Company buildings, and there was another business in there at the time. And I walked through the space, and I started my dream eyes. I opened my dream eyes, and I saw it. You know, I it was it's thirty five thousand square feet, so it's pretty good size. Yeah, big. It's a big building, um, a big chunk, right, and something to grow into. Something I say a lot, and I'm sure a lot of people get annoyed because I say it so much. Is I never, I didn't want to grow out of a building. I want to grow into a building because growing out of a building is really expensive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not that getting a big building and growing into it isn't expensive. (laughs) It's just
2: on the front. It's it's different
1: expensive, right? Um, You know, selling equipment and buying new equipment and redoing buildings and redoing permits is all time and lots of money. And you know, do Do it it once. once up front. Do it once. That's why I have the brew house I have. That's why I chose the building I have. Um, I, this is it. I don't want to do um, another, like, I, I'm not saying this is it for vellum. I'm saying this is like a great production facility. You know, we can, we can grow into it and we can get up to, you know, probably close to a hundred thousand barrels a year in this facility. Yeah. If we need to, right. You know, organically, like we're not going to push it, push it, push it. Cause I have a lot of, I have a lot of different opinions about pushing it out to regional and the benefits and the cost of product and your customers and all that stuff. So yeah. um, so you but, mentioned Ascend Climbing, yeah, which is right, like, you know, another long term another long term
0: client of the bank. Not just, you yeah. know, the introduction to find the space, but there's really good synergies between their clientele and yours.
1: Right. Yeah. So so I saw the space and my dream eyes got on and I was like, Yes, will this space work? Yes. It's got good floors, it's got High ceilings. It's got drainage. It's got a parking lot. It's got outdoor covered seating. That loading dock. It has a loading yeah. dock for deliveries. Um, I just saw it, and then I also saw the synergy between us and Ascend, uh, which is like you know climbers and and craft beer are climbers and craft beer and climbers in like a lot of different beverages. Obviously kombucha right. and a lot of different fermented stuff. It just seems like a lot of the climbers I know they just love things that bubble, which <laughs> is. What I love too, you know. That's why we're Vellum Fermentation and not Vellum Brewery, because we, our plan is to get into everything that bubbles. You know, Me. whether it's kombucha. I, I was going to ask you where you came from. Uh, alcoholic, non-alcoholic. Yeah. Like we want to grow in. Beer was what I was good at. That was our start. Um, but we want to get into everything that bubbles, and yeah. then maybe eventually food. Depending, we'll see. Yeah. Um, that's just like down the road, right? Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha.
0: Well, Jenna, yeah. I'm interested in, in hearing. You know your perception of pittsburgh
2: yeah coming know, in, coming yeah. in as,
0: a, as a newbie yeah in the west coast <laughs> i
2: know yeah it's definitely a lot different obviously like uh buildings wise they're like a lot older and the architecture is so much more interesting um the south side in particular too is like the row housing um is like so much different because washington everything's like new over there <laughs> huh. um But, yeah, I love Pittsburgh. The food scene is really good. Um, That's always my number one thing is, like, where's all the good food? Um, Like Nate said, the beer scene is awesome. And I I moved from Bellingham, which we had, like, uh, 15 breweries, and it's a town of 85,000 people. Um, And they are continuously adding more. So I came from, like, good beer, too.
1: Yeah, I think there's, like, 20 now. Yeah. Or more, maybe. And
2: Pittsburgh has great beer. Um, And... uh, yeah, I I really like Pittsburgh. I like the borough aspect of Pittsburgh. I came from a place that doesn't have boroughs, and that I love that each so that one neighborhood has, feel. Yeah, they yeah. each have their own. Like we're all part of Pittsburgh, but then we have all of our own little personalities, you know. Um, we actually live in Regent Square, Wilkinsburg area. We love our little <laughs> neighborhood. It's like bohemian and and it's comfortable and you know, and then and then we I really like. Like Southside, Southside is, and we're learning this more and more because we're meeting neighbors, but it is full of young professional families and all the way up to retired people who just love Southside. There's a lot of passion for, for that, the flats and the, the slopes. Um, and there's so many people just doing so many cool things down there. So, um I I have been enjoying Pittsburgh a lot. I think that you know it's artsy, it's up and coming, it's um, you know there's lots of good good people making good products, you know. So well, what I
0: find interesting, and you guys, you know, having touched other parts of the country that have a, a strong beer uh, a strong beer industry, seems to be a lot of collaboration, and and even though you're all competitors you know, a lot of uh, interaction among the brewers. Yeah, just, is yeah. Is that what you found?
1: I mean, that's one of the reasons I, I joined the industry. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you don't see that kind of collaboration in a lot of industries. Um, so, yeah, it's great. Like, especially, you know, um, in Pittsburgh, like, everyone hangs out. I mean, I don't get to hang out with most people, and most people don't get like Like, a lot of the... We're all very busy right now, mm-hmm. right? And so... It's like one of those things that we see each other at events and we're like, so great to see you. See you at the next event. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Basically, because everyone is like, which is great. Obviously, that means that everyone's really busy making great beer and just hardly keeping up, which is like a it's something we say a lot is a champagne problem. Right. Yeah, it, it is. A, it's a problem because we don't get socialized with these these people that are super creative and they're in our industry. But it's also means there's some good happening, right? Um, but yeah, the collaborations. Like, I can text any any brewer and ask them like things that would usually be very like you know a Cakes non secret. non-disclosure yeah, agreement yeah, type of yeah. stuff, and they're like, oh yeah, sure, <laughs> text it right over. Um, because in the end, you know, it, it is it is collaborative rather than competitive, because we're we're you know we're all trying to compete not really for our market share. We're we're trying to take it from other people, you know, like yeah. Anheuser Busch or or the, yeah. the larger macro beers. We're trying to educate and 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 bring everything lo- more local, uh, which is something that we we love to do in, right. at Bellum, is very very as like as local as possible. Um, but like um, yeah, we're not competing for the same market share. And as everyone grows and becomes better brewers through collaboration, we make our industry better. And we make our city better. So and then, you know, like what I don't know what the saying is all oh, something about tides and raising oh, ships. Yeah. Tides yeah. raise all boats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Yeah, it's something like, like that. Ships, yeah, mean, yeah, yeah, something like that. But like yeah. it's really true. It really is. Like that's why yeah. like you see it, you see neighborhoods that have more and more breweries and then more and more people go to those neighborhoods because they have breweries. More breweries in a neighborhood don't compete with each other. They bring more people. Don't right. Lawrenceville, yeah. um, you know, Millvale. Now Burgers and Brew is doing a uh, doing a brewery in Millvale. And that's going to be great for, you know, Strange Roots and and Grist um, House. House. Yeah. Right. And they could they could put a couple more breweries there. And I honestly I, I always hear like, oh, saturated, saturated. And it's like Portland, Oregon has like 100 breweries in it. Right. If they're not saturated, Pittsburgh's not saturated. OK,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it just really isn't. This wraps up part one of our series on vellum fermentation. Please be sure to tune in for part two in our next episode, where we'll talk about what vellum is today as a now open operating brewery in the south side of Pittsburgh and what the future looks like for them. For those of you that have any questions about this episode or other episodes of Inside the Vault or have any suggestions for future topics, you can email us at insidethevault at enterprisebankpgh.com. And please be sure to check us out on all the major podcast platforms and in video format on YouTube. Thank you for watching and listening.